happy Resurrection Day. Amen. Yes, God. We just come here to give you glory and honor. We welcome all of you. Appreciate you coming on this uh, beautiful Sunday. We just come to worship God and praise Him. Why don't you stand with me if you don't mind? Father, we just want to tell you we magnify your name. We just want to tell you today that you are King of Kings and Lord of Lords. That's the place. That's your place. And so, God, we just look to you today to magnify yourself and be glorified in all that we do. God, we place you at the center of our hearts. We might hear your voice. We might see your face. We might walk out of here today knowing you, even greater than we know you now. So we just say, all hail King Jesus.
come with trumpet sound. Oh, may I then in him be found, dressed in his righteousness alone. For this stand before the Jesus 
One who made the blind to see is moving here in front of me, moving here in front of me. The one who made the deaf to hear, silencing my every fear, silencing my every fear.
The one who does impossible He's reaching out to make us whole Reaching out to make us whole The one who put death in its place His life is flowing through our veins His life is flowing through our veins We believe in you We believe in you You're the God of miracles We believe in you We believe in you You're the God of miracles Come on, tell him we believe We believe in you We believe in you You're the God of miracles Yes, you are We believe in you We believe in you You're the God of miracles go away chronic diseases disappear this is a house of miracles this is a house of prayer if you need a miracle this morning I just encourage you to come up to the altar this morning come up to the altar receive 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 the touch of the Lord yeah a prayer team come on up Come on up, lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Lord, we just thank you. We thank you.
thank you for your miracle working power in the house this morning. Lord, you take care of everything from diabetes to fibromyalgia to multiple sclerosis to cancer. God, you heal those things. We say no more, we say no more. Scoliosis be gone in Jesus' name. We say no more, no more sickness and disease. Because this is what he died for, to break the curse, to break the curse of sickness and of death once and for all. Jesus, we believe in you. We believe in you, Lord. You're the God of miracles, yes. Yes, oh God. Release your miracles. Oh, touch your people, oh God. We believe in you, oh God. Yeah, we believe in you, oh God. We believe in you, oh God. Yes, we believe. Yes, we believe in you. God God of miracles. Oh, yeah. We believe in you. We believe in you. We're the God of miracles. Yes, you are. Yeah. We believe in you. We believe in you. You're the God of miracles. Yeah. We believe. We believe in you. You're the God of miracles. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anointing come, anointing come that breaks every yoke. Anointing come now, yeah. Let your tangible anointing come. Come and break every yoke. Come and break every yoke. Lord, every place that there is hope deferred, that has made hearts sick, God, we say that you are our hope, you are our salvation. God of hope, break through in this place, touch hearts, oh God, remove hopelessness and despair, no more depression must go Hopeless must go, hopeless must go. Must go. Every generational curse. Let him loose, let him loose, let him loose him. Generation. 
generational curse now. Every generational curse now must bow to the name of Jesus. You must go. You must set these people free. Yes, Lord. Jesus be magnified Jesus be magnified Jesus be magnified Jesus be magnified yeah yeah All spirits of infirmity, you are bound in heaven, and so we bind you here this morning. We release, we release your healing, Lord. We release your healing, Lord. Every spirit of infirmity is bound, it's bound in heaven. We bind it now. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus.
come on nothing but the blood of Jesus come on nothing but the blood of Jesus come on that's the reason that's the reason we can do anything because we have a God that's done something that no other God has done we have a God that's died but he's also resurrected come on don't live in the life of death live the life of the resurrection of Christ hallelujah he rose so that we can rise in him amen not unto ourselves but in Christ we have life it's only about him it's only about his name hallelujah and in him is life and light healing deliverance freedom everything that we need is in him and we're here today come on we're here today to celebrate to celebrate what he's done for us hallelujah come on come on put a voice to it jesus hallelujah he's broken the curse of sin and death I live the life of sin and death. I got the life of Christ now. Hallelujah. Come on. You should be rejoicing. Come on. Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, just say thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Because they came out to a tomb that was open. A Lord that is risen. Come on. We don't get excited enough. Oh, well, thank you, Jesus. No, thank you, Jesus. Come on. Thank you, Jesus, from here. You just got to look to what the finished cross, the, the resurrection has done for you. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Come on. Woo. We ought to get excited about something. <laughs> yes, 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 Lord, come on. Well, Jesus has saved me. No, he saved me. I was going to hell. He saved me. It's the only reason, amen. Kids get more excited about Christmas morning than some Christians do about the resurrection. And they got something that only lasts a little while. Three days later, Daddy, my, my toy's broke that you gave me for Christmas. But we got something eternal. Amen? Eternal. I'm going to share this real quick. I know we're in a time crunch. Hallelujah. We got till eternity. We got till eternity to get this over with, right? Amen. I did a teaching. I probably, you probably heard me say this before, but I did, did a teaching with the kids about eight zero, 80 years, which is a decent lifespan here on earth. 
some longer, some shorter. Then I brought up this number that was called Novem Non Agantillion. Anybody ever heard of that number before? Novem Non Agantillion. That's a number with 300 zeros behind it. Eight zero and an eight with 300 zeros behind it. We store so much up for the eight zero. Prepare for the eight zero. But what do we store up and what do we believe for the eight with the Novem non agantillion behind it, the 300 zeros? Come on. And that's not even eternity. That's just a big number. Come on. We got to look to the eternal place, building up our treasures in heaven. Amen. Amen. Even your shout can be built up in heaven. Welcome to the gathering. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Welcome to those online. Amen. Why don't you just greet somebody you don't know? Come on, stand up and greet somebody you don't know. Say hi to somebody you don't know. Stand up. Come on. Move around. We can do that. We're allowed to do that in church. Amen. Hi, I'm Jerry. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's about family. It's about the body. It's not about me or you. It's the body of Christ. Amen. Come on. Some of y'all sitting in your seats. Get up and say hi to somebody. Break past that. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus. <laughs> Ooh. Glory, glory, glory. Hallelujah. Well, once again, we welcome you to the Gathering Church, Moravian Falls. Hey, y'all know we have an app? There's an app for that. We got one. If you go on your, if you got a smartphone, not a dumb phone, but a smartphone, and uh, you look up uh, the, the, uh, the Gathering Church, Moravian Falls, you can search it on your app, on your phone and you can find our app. Amen. 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 So we got stuff that we're working on, lots of stuff we're working on and to do a lot of good things. Amen. Hallelujah. To reach out because it's about, it's about Jesus. It's about the, the harvest. It's about bringing people to Jesus. Amen. It's about preaching the gospel, releasing the truth. Amen. Amen. Glory. Tonight, because of Resurrection Sunday, we are having no home fires. So if you were planning on coming tonight, you, you can have your own fire. Amen, because there won't be, the leaders won't be there. We won't have home fires tonight. So we'll just repeat that. No home fires tonight. Amen. Go enjoy your family. This weekend coming, we have a conference with Roberts Learden and Charlie Shamp. Starting Friday night at 7 p.m. Saturday at uh, 10, 2, and 7. And Sunday at our 10 a.m. service. Amen. Come join us. If you belong to the gathering, you just come join us. Y'all know what that means. 
If you don't know what that means, come ask me later. Amen. By the way, if you don't know me, I'm Jerry. If you do know me, hallelujah. If you don't know me, hallelujah. It's all good. Amen. Everybody good? Any first time visitors here? Yes, sir. Where are you from, sir? Indian Trail. Amen. Welcome. Virginia? Virginia. Amen. Yes, sir. Kings Mountain. I'm sorry. One more time. Banner Elk. Ohio. What part? Columbus, Ohio. Amen. Welcome. Amen. Yes, ma'am. Another Ohio. Yes, ma'am. Huh? Ferguson. Amen. Honduras. Oye. Buena. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I try Spanish, but man, I mess it up. My wife's Cuban, so she does better. Taos, Taos, Korea. Amen. Hallelujah. Welcome, welcome. That is awesome. We had a group here uh, that stopped by um, Thursday uh, of uh, Koreans that stopped by. I had a fun time with them. We got to pray. They prophesied. They spoke. and They prayed over me. I got to speak over them, pray over them, amen. We have fun, amen. It's fun being with Jesus, ain't it? If it ain't fun being with Jesus, come hang out with me for a little while. We'll make, we'll, we'll have some fun, amen. Amen. There's another one. Who's, who did I miss? Yes, sir. Los Angeles, California, amen. Well, welcome, glad y'all are here. Make sure if you did not get a welcome packet, make sure you see an usher. Raise your hand if you did not get one and our ushers will get you a welcome packet. Amen. Glory, 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 glory. Well, we were going to have the kids come up today, but there was some things that I don't think enough kids showed up, but that's okay. Amen. Hallelujah. So if you want to prepare your offering, just ask the Holy Spirit what you're supposed to do. Amen. So, Father, we ask that by your Holy Spirit, you show us our part and what we're supposed to do. And we'll be obedient to do what you ask us to do, Lord. He owns all the gold. He owns all the silver. He owns the cattle on a thousand hills. I don't know what that number is, but at least it's a thousand. Amen. It's got to be at least a thousand. <laughs> But I know my God supplies all my needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Amen. And he gives me an abundance for every good work. Amen. It's because I obey what he says to do. Is I, I, I try at least. I don't do 100%. But I try to do what he tells me to do. And then he takes care of me. Amen. Don't be scared to do what God asks you to do. Because number one, he'll take care of you. But number two, man, it, it may be the coolest thing you've ever done in your life. Sometimes you do something, God says, go do this. It's like, what? Then when you get through it, after you do it, it's like, man, that was cool. That was fun. I'm going to do that again. Amen? Oh, I have two people that have done that before. Amen. I'm not sure. 
God just told me to do some crazy stuff, and, I, and then I do it, and I'm going, this don't make no sense. And the person's like, oh, my gosh, it touched my life. Amen? It's a lifestyle. It's a relationship. Amen? Hallelujah. So, Father, we thank you. There's ways to give in person, text, online. Online, you can see how to give if you would like to give. Amen? Because of inflation, we spell big in B-I-L-L-I-O-N. <laughs> Hallelujah. I don't know how we'll transition. This Dustin's going to do something, but that's, since the kids, we kind of have like a switch, so we'll transition that, however. And uh, has everybody got your, 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 your giving ready? Just hold it and say, Father, thank you that I can do what you want me to do, Father. Thank you, Lord, that you take everything and you multiply it for your kingdom's sake, for your glory. And I'm obedient to what you want me to do. Now increase it, Father, in every realm that you may be glorified and you may be magnified. And that I can continue to do what you want me to do, Lord. I'll be obedient to you. And I thank you, Father. Bless it with souls, 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 souls saved raised up, not just saved, not just babies born, but raised up, fully matured, making disciples, going out and making disciples in the earth. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Ushers, you can pass the buckets. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Y'all just figure out how you're going to transition. This morning, Dustin's going to sing a song, lead us in a song called Living Hope that Pastor requested this week. And so let's all stand and let's worship together as uh, Justin comes up. Dustin comes up, sorry. <laughs> I have a son named Dustin, so. song I'm sure living hope and it's it's a story about today why we're here what we're celebrating
resurrection morning it's the day we remember it's, I don't know if it's the exact day or not but every day is resurrection day for us and you know not only did he rise but you will rise you know that and when you understand that things change and um, things become a little clearer but I, I want to read something we're going to do something I did a couple weeks ago but just looking out of Matthew chapter 21, remember that's the triumphal entry and they're approaching Jerusalem. Then as they enter the city, it says the multitudes who went before and those who followed cried out, Hosanna to the son of David, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, Hosanna in the highest. And then in verse 10, and when he had come into Jerusalem, all the city was moved and they were asking, who is this? Who is this? And so all the multitude said, this is Jesus, the prophet from Nazareth of Galilee. And a couple weeks ago, we just went through some of the names of Jesus. And I just thought it'd be really appropriate that they're asking who this is. Well, let me tell you who he is. Revelation 1.9 says he's the almighty one. And also, he's the alpha and the omega, the one who was and is and is to come. Revelation 3.14, he's the amen. Say amen. amen. Daniel calls him the ancient of days. He's the author of life in Acts chapter 3. He's the bread of heaven, John 6.32, the bread of life. Jesus said, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never hunger. Whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. How many of you believe that? Then he's the chief shepherd we find over in 1 Peter chapter 5. He's Christ the anointed one. He's the consolation of Israel. He's also the deliverer. How many of you know that? Who came from Zion. He's Emmanuel. What does that mean? It means God with us. How long is he going to be with us? Forever. He's the faithful and true witness. The ruler of God's creation in Revelation chapter 3. He's the door. He's the door to the sheep. Jesus said, this is the way. I'm the door who enters by me will be saved. Thomas said, my Lord and my God. He's also the good shepherd. A good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. He's the heir of all things in Hebrews. He's the high priest also in Hebrews. He's the holy and the righteous one, and he's the holy one of Israel. He's your redeemer. He's also the horn of salvation in Luke chapter 1. He says, I am in John chapter 8, he's the king of the Jews in Matthew 2. Whether they know it or not, he is their king. He's the lamb of God 
that takes away the sins of the world. He's the last Adam. He's the light of the world. And boy, do we need that light to shine today. And he lives in you and me, and now we're the light of the world. Then he's the lion of the tribe of Judah. And he's not sitting around whimpering right now. He's roaring. And he's about to roar even more. He's the root of David. He's the Lord. He's the Lord of all. And he just happens to be the Lord of glory. Isaiah says he's the man of sorrow. He's a master. He's a mediator between God and man. He's the Messiah. He's the bright and the morning star. He's our Passover lamb who was sacrificed once and for all. He's the author and the finisher, the perfecter of our faith. Isaiah also says he's a wonderful counselor. He's a mighty God. He's an everlasting father. He's the rabbi, which means the teacher. He's the resurrection and the life. I'm going to have something to say about that today. Those who believe in him, though they were dead, yet shall they live. He's the righteous one. He's the Savior. He's the Son of Man, the Son of David, and the Son of Most High. He's a spiritual rock. He's the way, the truth, and the life. He's the Word made flesh that dwelt among us. He's an advocate. He's a bridegroom. And he just happens to be an indescribable gift. And I could go on and on and on and on and on. And we could just have glory today because that's who he is. And that's who he's going to be in this hour to you and me. And this is going to be a glorious day. Now, I want you to hear. I want you to have ears to hear today, okay? And um, things are going to change in your life, in your heart, you guys watching online. He promised me a long time ago he'd never send me anywhere where he himself was, where he was about to go. So he's been here, and he is here. He's going to be here long after I'm, I'm gone, but I'm telling you, he's here for you today. So, Lord, I thank you for this morning. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for the freedom, the liberty. Thank you for those, God, that were prayed for. Lord, we believe for miracles. You are a miracle-working Jesus and uh, you're still doing what you've always done. Thank you. You use weak human beings. We don't have it, but you have it all. Lord, we can do nothing, but you do all things through us when we yield to you. And I thank you that today you're going to give us ears to hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. Lord, let things happen that could only be described as this was the hand of God Almighty. Lord, do it in us, our families, our households, and our nation, Lord. Thank you. Nothing, nothing is impossible with those who believe. And there's a lot that looks impossible right now, but nothing is impossible. And we thank you, Lord. So, Lord, just... Um, get a lot of glory today and as that sign is when we come in let the lamb receive the reward of his suffering in Jesus name we pray amen give Dustin a hand he's a mighty man young man of God and um, so grateful for all the young men that we have last week Brandon preached and uh, Chris and Brandon preached up a storm and we're going to get him back been trying to push that mic in his hand for quite a while and uh, you heard the testimony he's stuck now he got it back in there so he's gonna have to do it again 
But anyway, I promised, I, I sent an email out. Well, it's good to see family members. This guy just, he comes to all of Bobby's things. And uh, Bobby will be back, you know, the end of May. No, the first of May, first weekend of May. I'm looking forward to next weekend with Roberts Lairdon. He's one of my favorite preachers because he preaches about those old generals of the faith, you know. And I believe they're new generals of the faith. And there's a blending. And then Charlie Champ and that. And Charlie just lets her rip. I understand he doesn't care about what people think. And we don't care what people think either, so that'll be a good match. It'll be Friday night and then all day next Saturday. And you can just come if you're part of the gathering. And, uh, and anyway, next Friday, Saturday, and then Sunday. And I love being around Roberts. I'm just telling you, I just really like him. And it's going to be a glorious time. But I sent an email, and I promised that I would share some things that I heard this week. I was on a phone call with the president, and uh, don't think it's because I'm anything special. There was a bunch of people on that call. We just happened to oversee the presidential prayer watch during those, what, three and a half years when we started that. And, and my own opinion is that the prayers of the saints kept the enemy from knocking him off a lot sooner. But anyway, I, so that's maybe why I was invited, but it was an emergency call. I shared with you that I would say a few things that he said on that call. You know, I'm just going to just cut to the chase. He knows that we are in very difficult, dark period of American history. It's not a matter of if. It's not even a matter of when anymore. It's now we're walking through it. You know, um, huh? Talking about Trump. Well, who would you think I'm talking about? You didn't even know. Thank you. No, I was on a call with Red Skeleton this week. and no, 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 if I was on a call with him, I would be the skeleton because he'd been long gone. I don't even know how I thought of Red Skeleton's name. How many of you used to watch him in the old days? You guys are too young. He was one of the funniest men. We could use them again today. Lord, raise him up. He, was, he, he could make anyone laugh. But anyway, I'm on a call with President Trump. Okay. And anyway, he didn't talk a lot about those ridiculous, corrupt, Lord, help me to be good, absolutely insane, unconstitutional, out of the pit of hell, deep, dark, okay, that's enough. Charges that are just intended to delay things and in order to create chaos and confusion. I, now, he didn't say a whole lot. He couldn't, but here's a scripture I got this week. Thinking about all that garbage, okay, be good. Isaiah 59, 14, justice is turned back and righteousness stands afar off. That's what the scripture says. For truth has fallen in the street, in the public square, and uprightness cannot enter. So truth fails, and he who departs from evil makes himself a prey. And then one thing that I know that he spoke on is that he knows this has never been about him. It's not about Judge Thomas, who now they're going after, and anybody that believes in the Constitution. It's about, as we've read many times, if you've been to the gathering, Psalm 2, the kings of the earth, the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed. Who are the anointed? 
we are. And we know that it's about us. But he knows this. I could take from that little call, phone call, that he, America needs God. Now, if it was up to me, there would be well, just a real humility. And, you know, God would use him to really call the nation back to the Lord. But maybe that's you and me. That's our job. You know, the politicians, are, they don't have the answer. God raises them up, but our hope is not in any politician. It's, our hope is in the name of the Lord. But I want to continue in this theme. Who is this? Who is this? Jesus that's spoken of in Matthew chapter 21 because you and I need to shout who he is louder than we've ever shouted before. It's not a time to be silent. You, you know that they, you, know, you have a right to remain silent. Well, you don't have a right to remain silent in this hour. I mean, you can if you want to, but, but I think we'll be held accountable for what we didn't say when we had the opportunity to say it. And we have an opportunity right now to say the things that are thus saith the Lord, his word. I found a lot of, a lot of even the church really doesn't want to hear thus saith the Lord. They want to hear what thus makes me feel good, what makes me comfortable. But it's that saying. This may be one of those mornings. I heard they said, um, you know, we should preach as if, for, as if to comfort the afflicted, but also afflict the comfortable. And a lot of American churchgoers today need to be afflicted. And there needs to be, anyway, that's just my own opinion. You Don't boo me, okay? Now, Jan, please don't do that. I would get a complex. I was standing over there thinking this morning, you know, God, I feel a lot like David. He said, well, you are David. Thank you for the reminder. I forgot. But, uh, but no, standing before the Goliaths. And then I thought, well, wait a minute. That's who we all are in this day. We all feel a lot like David standing before the Goliaths. But I want to remind you, we have the stones. and We've got the faith and we've got the name of the Lord. Who is this uncircumcised Philistine? that is taunting the armies of the living God. We're going to have to start taking this a little bit more personal because it's, and it is, it's personal. And we're going to have to shout who he is. So who is he on this resurrection Sunday? Number one, here's some things that I just put down and we'll talk about it. Then go to the house, find something to eat, and then take a nap. You know, I didn't, I woke up early you ever wake up early, you can't go back to sleep? Sometimes those times are anointed. A lot of the times they're just pitiful. You know, you want to go back to sleep. In any way, number one, he's the hope for everyone who's lost their hope in this hour. Ephesians chapter 2. Remember, it's speaking about Israel in whom belonged all the promises and the covenants but it says they were without hope and without God in this world. Now, everyone in this world who is without God is without hope. And then it goes on in that text. It says, and th- those who were far away and those who were near. He's, he's drawn near to both. He's drawn us close to him. And we are those by the blood of Christ 
who have great hope. Say, I have great hope. You're either going to be hopeful or hopeless. I vote hopeful. Fill it up. That's why you should be here. If you leave hopeless, something's not right. Somebody's got to correct something. But anyway, last, uh, what was it, Monday? We went to Winston-Salem. And while I dropped her off where she needed to go, I went to Sam's. Fill up, you know, you got a green, you got one of those cards. You can get gas for a little bit cheaper while you have an opportunity. So anyway, I'm, I'm going the right way. And the people in front of me are going the wrong way. And we're trying to get into the same gas pump at the same time. I'm trying to be good. I'm trying to be nice, you know. I'm just being honest because they're going the wrong way. Can't you read the sign? Nobody reads the signs anymore. We don't, nobody reads the sign. not even telling the time. Stuff's happening today in the skies, in the heavens. People aren't even reading the signs. But anyway, so I'm waiting, backing up, being patient. I finally get up there. And you can't fool around because people are anxious. They're just nervous. They want to hurry up. Get out of my way, man, so I can fill up my tank. So anyway, there's a guy next to me, looks at me real quick, and he said, man, there's a lot of confusion. And I said, you're right. This play, there's a lot of confusion in the world today. And then he looks at me and he says, my world has just come to an end. Now, you don't have a lot of time. If I go over there, they'd be blowing horns. So I just looked at him. I said, If you know the Lord, your world has not come to an end. There's a hope. And he looked at me, and it's like his countenance changed. That's all he needed to hear. He just needed to be reminded that there's hope in this hour. Now, the word hope means a confident expectation of what is to come. You've got a desire. I mean, you believe things are going to change. Over in Proverbs chapter 23, verse 18. For surely there is a hereafter, and your hope will not be cut off. There's more than meets the eye. This is not the end of it. And it's not, it's not over. You remember that song years ago? Some ministry, was it Oral Roberts? They would come on, I just feel like something good is about to happen. I just feel like something good is on its way. How many of you remember Young guys don't know what we're talking about. Anyway, that was the song they opened up their program with. Well, either you're going to be singing, you're going to be singing one of the other songs. You're going to be singing, man, I just feel like something bad's going to happen. I feel like something bad's on the way. Or I just feel like something good is going to happen. Just feel like something good is on the way. But to be honest with you, it doesn't matter how you feel, whichever way, whatever the popular opinion out there is, Romans 8, 28 says, and I know that all things work together for good to those that love God and are called according to his purpose. How many of you are called according to his purpose? You got purpose in this hour. You don't even know the purpose. That's partly why you're here. We want God to uncork that purpose, let it rip out of you in Jesus' name. I thought something else this week. I hear people, and I've said it too, so don't feel condemned. They say, well, God's got this. Well, the Lord challenged me on that this week. Because I thought, I said, well, God, you got this. He said, wait a minute. You not finished with that story. Yeah, of course I've got this. But 
you got to go on. The truth is, I've got you exactly where I want you to be at the time and the place for the my purposes. And so, yes, together we got this. You see, you can't just, okay, God is sovereign, but man is responsible. You can't just say, okay, God, you got this. No, he's got this, yeah, no question. And he's got you in the right place to do what he's called you to do. You, everybody understand? Yes. There's the sovereignty of God and the responsibility of man. And all through history, they've gotten all that mixed up. But anyway, 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 1, Jesus is our hope. 1 Timothy 1, 3, the song that we sang, he is our living hope. Not just some hope that was. He's not just the hope that is to come, though he is, he's the hope that is now. And then, you know, in that chapter over in Peter, that's the same, I think it's a couple chapters later where Peter quotes, he says, we're not to think this about this strange thing that's happening to you, it's so, though something, you know, weird's happening, so strange things happening, but rest your hope fully upon the revelation that is brought to you or the grace that is brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Now, there's a lot of stuff being revealed in this hour. Everything, just like we prayed over those three and a half years, we prayed, God, reveal the things going on in secret. Uncover the hidden works of darkness. So guess what he's doing? He's uncovering it all. But none of it should shake you. Listen, the greatest uncovering in this hour is the revealing of the Lord Jesus Christ. And then secondly, here's something we should shout as to who he is. He's the one desire every nation is ultimately looking for. How many of you heard that? He's the one desire. Let me show you something. Look over in the book of Haggai real quick. And uh, just, I promise today I'm going to just throw it out. You receive it. We'll go home, but I want you to receive some of you I may not see forever again. So I'm going to make sure God gets you. I'm gonna, I want him to do everything he ever dreamed of doing. That's just the way I feel. When I preach, I feel like, man, it may be the last time I'll ever preach. That's just the way he's made me. You give him all you got because if you don't get back up there, that you don't want to get to heaven and say, man, you held back. What, are you, what were you keeping in your tank? Listen. We may all have empty tanks. You better get to Sam's while you can, but no, no, don't go over there. It's just, it's confu- Listen, we're not going to run out of gas. Even if we run out of gas, we ain't going to run out of the anointing oil. I'd rather have the anointing oil than the gas of Exxon any day of the week. Anyway. Okay, so anyway, get back to the subject, David. Haggai, what chapter? Two. Well, that's easy to find. There's only two chapters. Verse four. Now, look what he says. Yet now, be strong, Zerubbabel, says the Lord. Be strong, Joshua, the high priest. And be strong, all you people, says the Lord. Now, why do you think he said for them to be strong? If the Lord says, be strong, what do you think he means? Well, and I'm going to show you. Now, here's how you do it. Number one. He says, well, first of all, he says work. Did you hear that? Work. 
Don't stop. Occupy till I come. So carry on with the purpose at hand. Why? Because I'm with you. Say, I'm with you. Say, he is with me. And then he says the word that I've coveted with you. So there's still the promise of God. Then he said, so my spirit remains among you. The Holy Spirit's not going to leave. And then he said, do not fear. Why would he say to not fear? Because there's going to be something to fear. Why do he say to be strong? Because you're going to be tempted to let your weakness overtake you. Because in verse 7, here's what he says. Well, actually in verse 6, for yet once more, I will shake heaven and earth, the sea and the dry land. I will shake all nations. But even though in the midst of it, look what's going to happen. He said, don't fear, be strong. But the main thing I wanted you to see that the shaking is going to do, it's going to cause the nations to come to the desire of all nations. Some nations and many in this nation have not awakened yet to know that he is their great one desire. He's really what they're looking for. Was it, I remember Billy Graham, he used to say, that God created man with a big void. Remember that? That only he himself could fill. Well, that's the way it is today. You're not going to satisfy that void with the things of this world, the temporary pleasures, the passing pleasures of sin. Now, yesterday we were eating breakfast somewhere in the Cracker Barrel. We went for a day away. I like to get away with my wife, and we have fun I have fun after 30-whatever years of marriage. It's 30-something. 30 35, yes. But anyway, Shirley, we're getting ready to eat. She shares with me this uh, story in Fox. It's like reading a horror story. It's like, here's what it said. It said, if good old-fashioned heroin was back, my life would be a whole lot better. It was a recovering addict. He said it was a lot better in the days when heroin was on the streets. Now they got a new drug. It's called the zombie drug. And it literally rots off your flesh, portions of your flesh. And they had a story in, on Fox about this. And it showed pictures. And she showed me pictures right before we ate. <laughs> but anyway, I'm not laughing. But it looked, it's horrible. We should know these things. It's in 36 states, and they're mixing it with other drugs. It is an absolute plot out of hell, and it's a plot that it's even in America. It was brought in to destroy just like the thief does. He kills, steals, and destroys. Anyway, man, don't go there. Don't go there. It, it was horrible. Your flesh, it's a zombie drug. It's incredible times in which we're living, but I'm telling you, Nothing is going to satisfy like Jesus Christ. Every nation on the face of the earth right now is looking for Jesus. He's the desire. The purpose of this shaking is to shake everything you've been depending on other than him. Because when you look to him, you'll find your answer. You'll find the reason that you're on the earth. In the Song of Solomon, the Shulamite woman sought her beloved, and it says, I sought him, but I cannot find him. And there are a lot of people like that. They can't find what they're looking for. Remember that Paul went to Athens, and they were very religious, and, uh, but he found 
an altar with the inscription to the unknown God. And they, were, they didn't even know who they were worshiping. They knew there was an unknown God. And he began to tell them that how the Lord had put all men in their boundaries and in their borders in order that they might seek after God and find him because he's not far from any one of us. And I'm telling you, he's near. God put you where you live right now. I don't know where you are, but wherever you are, he placed you there so that you could seek and find him. The situation is perfect for you. He knew your personality. He knew what it would take to get you to seek after him. He knows what it's going to take to get Americans to seek after him. In any way, well, the next thing, he's the only way to the Father. Christianity is the most unique, it's the only, it's not about a religion, is it? It's a relationship. It's not a religion. Do I keep the rules every day? I, I can't. Listen, it's not about rules. The rule maker has written his rules in my heart. And when, I, and when I break a rule, I'm convicted and I turn back in repentance and I'm growing in the faith. How many of you are growing in your faith? There's some things that just don't have a grip on you anymore. There's some things you're still battling. The righteous stumble and they fall seven times, but what do they do? They get up. They get up. But he's the only way to the Father. Sin separates us from God. And Jesus came, he's, he's the great uniter to bring us back, to make peace with God. And you know, the only thing worse than being separated from God at this moment is to be eternally separated from God. And I was thinking this week again about the story of the rich man and Lazarus. And, you know, the rich man in this life had everything that he wanted. Man, he could throw his money around. He could buy votes. I could just picture him today. He was the man. He had the plan. He demanded his way. He had it all, everything you could ever ask for. Lazarus had nothing. He could barely make it. He couldn't even get to Sam's to get a tank full. I mean, he was just struggling. Well, the day of reckoning came, and they both died. How many of you know both are going to die? It's a point a man wants to die, and then the judgment. And the rich man, it says, who had everything, he was all of a sudden found in these flames. He was in Hades, but if you read further, he was in flames. He was in a place of torment. Lazarus was in Abraham's bosom. So the rich man, being in flames and being in torment, it's a real place, it's real. And he's in these flames and he's crying out to Father Abraham, hey, send Lazarus to go tip, I mean, just touch his finger, the tip of his finger in some water and bring me one drop of water so that I could have some kind of relief in these flames. Remember that. How much water is that? It's not much water, but they, he, just that much. And, uh, and then he said, no, then, no, he said, go send Lazarus to my brothers. He's got five brothers, Remember? And go warn them not to come into this place of torment. Do you remember how Jesus responded? He said, between us is a great gulf fixed, so that those who want to pass from here to there can't, nor pass from there to us. They can't. There's a great gulf fixed. It's an eternal separation. 
And there are many people in America right now, they're on the verge of going into eternity, eternally separated from God. You may be in this place this morning. I pray the Holy Spirit comes and gets you, grabs hold of your spirit, shakes you to the core. I pray he shakes this nation to the core. It's not his will that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. We can't give up on that promise. But there's an eternal separation from God coming for those that have rejected him. But those that have received him. What did uh, Mel Tari, he just was here, what, three, four weeks ago? He sent me a text yesterday, become a new friend. He said he came out of the tomb so that he can come into the hearts and lives of those who will receive him. That's what I believe. I pray that you'll be one that received him. And then he's the truth that men are seeking for in this hour. Are you like me? Who is telling the truth? We've said this before, but I honestly, because I've tried to pay a little bit of attention, I tried, then I turned it off. But I tried. I'm thinking, well, maybe they tell the truth 1% of the time. That didn't work. Maybe a half a percent of the time. That doesn't seem to work. I'm speaking about the dominant media out there. Everything is a lie. Everything's backed up, turned around. Well, there's different types of truth. Did you know that? One of them's called relative truth. That's you change it however you feel like it. Just go for it. If you wake up one morning feeling like a woman, Thomas, although you're going to have a hard time with that beard, you know, just change it. You don't like it, change it. I don't care if I get in trouble or not. I'm going to stand with this man. I hope he becomes our governor. Mark Robinson, they accused him of everything. He said this changing of genders is of the spirit of Antichrist, and they didn't like him for that. He's exactly right. You know, he gave an illustration. I want to say it the way Mark said it. I've invited him here. I want him to come. Man, I want that man to preach in this room. He said some man gets up one day, he goes and cuts himself up. You know, mutilate. That's what it is, mutilation. He said, you, you can cut yourself up, you can make yourself up, you can dress yourself up, put on a dress. He said, but at the end of the day, you're just some cut up, made up, dressed up, messed up man that needs to come to the fact that there is truth in this hour. Either you are a male or you're a female. There's not 33 genders from the pulpits of America. I've heard people say the pulpits won't stand up. You hadn't been here. We're standing up. God, Jesus said, there's one man and woman. There is truth. It's not relative. And then there's made up truth or make it up as you go. It's kind of similar. But I remember a few years ago, was it Al Gore? He said, well, we have a living constitution. Well, what does that mean, Al? It means you can change it. Who? We can. We can all just change it. That's what they believe today. No, it's not make it up as you go. 
Then there's absolute truth. Now, that's the one I'm for. That's what the Bible is, absolute truth. Well, I don't agree with that anymore. That's old-fashioned. Okay. And then there's uh, biblical truth, same thing. Did you know I heard that only 4% of Americans have a biblical worldview? Now, if that's true, you know what that means, don't you? Hey, many people out there are going to think like you. So, so you're going to have to do one of two things. You're going to have to always be in the hiding, or are you just going to be bold and courageous and strong and live by faith and trust it all up to him? One or the other. You're going to live your life in the shadows or be the light of the world and the salt of the earth. I vote for the latter. Then there's proverbial truth. That's the truth they say, you know, old proverbs and what they say and what old wives used to say, old wives' tales and old men's tales or whatever it is, you know. I don't know about all those things. I always wonder who they are. Have you ever wondered? Well, everybody says, well, who's everybody? Who are they? Because what I found is sometimes they say they they ain't really no they out there. It's just what they believe. They want you to think they're in the majority. Well, well, if that 4% is true, you may be. But if God be for you, then who can be against you? So with you and God, you are the majority. You're the, you make up the majority in this place. And then there's Jesus who is the truth. He didn't say, I have the truth. No, he said, I am the truth. I am the way. I am the truth. And then he's the secret to eternal life. You were talking about eternal life, or Jerry was talking about eternal life. You know, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but Jesus said, I've come that you might have life and have it what? More abundantly. Abundantly. I've shared with you how when we were in the Dominican Republic, the Haitians crossed the border, and they went into the Dominican. And so Veronica was ministering to the Haitians and just giving them anything she could find for them to live in, cardboard boxes, you know, tin, hardly anything. But when the Haitians got in those places, Veronica provided, they said, now this is the good life. Compared to where they came, maybe it was, but Veronica was amazed by that. They thought they were living the good life regardless what it looked like. And I'm telling you, he said, I will give you abundant life. Regardless of what it looks like, it's what he said. And I'm telling you, when you begin to fully understand all he's given you in Christ Jesus, when you understand that the same spirit that raised Jesus' dead body from your grave lives in you, you have an abundant life. This is a big-time thing here. And then it's eternal life. And I know a little bit some things I wish I didn't know, I don't want to hear. But it's out there. And I know that there are those today that are seeking the secret of eternal life. And the things they're doing are absolutely, how many of you know what I'm talking about? The things that they're doing. It's some of you know. You, the rest of you, we don't want to tell you. It's an evil and my prayers, God, you got to help. you got to help. you got to break this thing up. And this nation is leading the way. 
God, you've got to come in your greatness and your power. Come as a mighty judge. Come as a roaring lion. You've got to set these people free, Lord. You've got to deliver those who are being delivered unto death. What's that scripture in Isaiah? If God doesn't judge, the righteous, no, the wicked will never learn righteousness. If all you show them is grace, they will never learn righteousness. They'll just, in the land of uprightness, they'll continue with their wickedness. How many of you know that scripture? Some of you don't. I'll show it to you later if you want to see it to prove it. But anyway, we need you to move, God. Lives are at stake. But there's eternal life. And then he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's not just the God who was. He's not, you come in and we're going to tell you who God was. No, tell me who he is and is to come. I want to know who he is to come too because that's a great hope. But he also is the God who is. The hopeless can find hope. The diseased can find healing. The disheartened can find comfort. The weary can find rest. The lonely can find one who sticks closer than a brother. And the dead can discover life. And then this is where I want to get up to finally, because there's a whole lot more we could say. Well, there may be one more. But he's the resurrection. He's the resurrection. You got to get to that subject today. But you got to get to it anyway. It's what the New Testament church, it's what the apostolic church was birthed on, a solid message of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Do you know when Jesus was raised from the dead, that event changed all of history, more than any event ever in all of history. It was the single greatest event when Jesus rose from the dead. Now, I never got to meet Neville Johnson. How many of you, anybody meet him? Neville Johnson, the man from, was in New Zealand. He's been to Wilkesboro. When we had our church over in um, the, you know, the big warehouse in Wilkesboro, Neville came. And, uh, but I just, we were just attending in those days. But he wrote a series on the foundations of the faith, and I was re-looking at that t- this week. And Neville said, there's some things we need to remember about the resurrection And uh, Neville is awaiting his ultimate resurrection right now because he's no longer in the world. But in Hebrews 6, he clearly defines the resurrection of the dead as a foundational truth. It's a foundational pillar of the faith. So we got to be rooted and grounded. This has to be an unshakable, undeniable reality in our lives. In his resurrection and in ours. Did you hear me? You got to be certain in this hour that as he died, you died, but as he rose, you will rise as well. You got to be big time rooted in that. And then the resurrection is an undeniable authentication of who Jesus is. Remember, but if there is no resurrection, 1 Corinthians, then Christ is not risen. And if Christ is not risen, then our preaching is vain, foolish. I don't want to be here. And your faith is vain. Yes, and we are all false witnesses of God, and we're still in our sin. We're lost on our way to where the rich man is now spending all of eternity. And then the resurrection is proof for the believer that death is not the end result. In fact, if I remember the way Neville put it, this life is a training ground 
And death is just the transition to the one we've been prepared for to live for all of eternity. What are we going to be here? 70, 80, 90? A couple of you are going to make it to 100. Some of you have that goal. You might make it. You might not. Do you know, if you live to be 100, do you know how 100 compares to eternity? That's, okay, is it 1% maybe? 2%? No, it's not even on the Richter scale. You're going to live, you're, we're being prepared. You're not going to, we're not to fear death. I'm going to read this, just go look it up. Hebrews chapter 2, 14 and 15 speaks about all their lives who were under the bondage of the fear of death, but he's come to break the power of death. And there's liberty and there's freedom. We're not to fear death. You cannot fear death. And that leads you to this next point of which he said, we must have an unshakable belief in the resurrection to face the perilous times the Bible assures us are coming. Now, we've talked about the perilous times probably too many times because I want people to be prepared. But you can go into perilous times if you have an unshakable confidence that this is not all there is, that there is all of eternity to come, and most assuredly, you not only will die, regardless of how that comes, you will raise, you will rise again. You got to know that. And it's not a lesser place, it's the greater. It's not, this is, hey, we're not going from, you know, wherever you live now to some you know, rinky-dink place, 100. Anyway, you know what I'm trying to say. You're going to something that you, this is, you're not even going to begin to imagine where you're heading. We got to live with that way. You got to know that. Death does not mean defeat. Say that again. Well, you didn't say it. Say it now. Death does not mean defeat. It's the ultimate victory. Some of you hoping I didn't, wouldn't say stuff like this. Well, maybe you could um, tell God to change things just for you. No, he changed it all because of you. He rose from the dead because. This is it. Okay, then the last thing. This is it. Jesus, we need to shout. We need to shout it louder than we've ever shouted Jesus is the Savior for a lost world today. He's the only Savior. There's born into you this day a Savior, the city of David, Christ Jesus. Now, what do we need to be saved from? It seemed like I remember a time people would say, you need to get saved. I said, well, saved from what? Well, here's what you need to save from, and then we're going to pray. Number one. I vote for this, Luke chapter 171, we're saved from our enemies. Jesus was sent that we should be saved from our enemies and from all, or from the hand of all that hate us. That's what he said. Acts chapter 2 verse 40, we're saved from this. Peter called the people to repent and believe in the Lord Jesus, and with many other words he testified and exhorted them, be saved from this perverse, crooked, wicked Generation. How many of you would agree we're living in a perverse, 
crooked, wicked. They've got everything's backward generation. We're in it, but we are definitely not of it. And we've got something that we should be, they, we should be making them jealous. All jealous that they would want what we have. And then we're to be saved from our distresses. Psalm 107, 17, fools, because of their transgression and because of their inequities, are afflicted. Or in other words, they're destroyed. How many of you know it's true? The wages of sin is death. And you may not die physically, initially. It's a spiritual death, but ultimately you're going to encounter death for all of eternity. You will be raised up. But where you are, you just soon be dead, I'm telling you. It's worse than death, but you can be saved out of it by turning to him. And then we're to be saved from the wrath to come. Romans 5, 9, I like this one. Having now been justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. So when all this stuff begins to pop out, you have not been appointed to wrath. Did you hear that? Now you're going to see some of the judgments. You bet your bottom dollar you are. You're going to see some of the judgments of God. But you've not been appointed. You've been rescued and delivered by the blood of Jesus Christ from the wrath of God. And then he came to save sinners. Jesus came out of the tomb that he might save us for whoever comes to him. Amen. All right. Boy, it's so encouraging to look around and see friends that root for you. You don't look like Goliath. You look like my friend. And I'm telling you, he's, he's your friend. He's going to be a closer than you've ever imagined in this hour. You think you've known the presence of God? How many of you have encountered his presence where you know, man, I've been in the presence? Can I tell you? Only you hadn't even begun. Because you know back over in Haggai, we didn't even talk about that, but he's shaking. He says, don't fear, you know, the desire of the nations. Be strong to all the groups so that nobody be left out. But he says something else in that text. He's talking about how the glory of the latter-day house will be greater and how the glory will fill the temple of the Lord. So the... The way that you most overcome the shaking, yeah, okay, God's with me. He's not going to leave me. I, don't, I know that. But the glory of the Lord is going to fill the house of the Lord. I have a feeling as the glory of the Lord fills the house of the Lord, it's not going to bother us that much what's going on out there. I mean, we might open our eyes occasionally, but that's the call the people in. Hey, there's an ark. There's a place. It's in Christ. You can come to him. There's a savior. The greatest harvest is now at the door. Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you that your word uh, never returns void. Lord, I pray for these people, God. I pray that you'll fill them with great faith, great strength in this hour. You said be strong. So I'm declaring over them, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. 
and I rebuke every fear, every worry, all anxiety, all that which is uh, uncertain. Lord, we thank you that we are rooted and grounded firmly in the faith that is unshakable. We thank you we're receiving a kingdom which cannot be shaken while everything else will be shaken around us. Lord, I pray right now that you would encourage those that are, they just need encouragement. Lord, they read stories like I read all the time, and I've learned how to strengthen myself in the Lord, but some people are still somewhere in that journey. I pray, God, that they would discover the secret. When they read the things that overwhelm them, that they'll run to the rock that is higher than all of that, and they'll find their strength in the, the, the place in the rock standing on the rock. And I pray that today, Lord, I just break off all the anxieties in Jesus' name. Break them off. Fears, torment, fear, torments. I break it off in Jesus' name. We're not to be under torment of fear. Perfect love casts out all fear. And I thank you for casting it out right now in Jesus' name. I want to pray for those online and those that are in this room. You've never met Jesus. This is the day of salvation. And I just want to encourage you right now, call upon the name of the Lord. You know, with the mouth, you confess the Lord Jesus. With the heart, you believe that God has raised his son from the dead, you will be saved. I know also that you can't just take my word for it. The Holy Spirit has to draw you. There has to be that conviction of sin And then you know that you need a Savior. It's not just a prayer. It's the convicting power of the Holy Spirit that convinces us we're lost and we're heading toward an eternity without God. And there's no hope until you turn to the one who is the living hope. So I just want to encourage you, just say something like this. Just this, say, dear God, I need you. I believe in Jesus, that he is the son of the living God, that he lived, that he died, and he rose from the dead. I confess my sin and that I need a Savior. And I thank you for the blood of Jesus that cleanses me from all unrighteousness. I choose to turn from my own way And I choose to follow you and make you my way from this moment on. I receive you into my heart as my Lord and my Savior. And I thank you for the promise that whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. You know, people are calling on the name of the Lord all over the earth right now in record numbers and we are a part of a great move of God going on in Africa it's just totally amazing I'm always amazed but I'm telling you God's not going to leave America out of this because we got folks in South Korea that are praying for us we got folks where else was here this morning you said uh, all over the world Honduras they're praying for us thank you Lord Hey, let's just stand. We're going to have some of our prayer team around the front. We wish all of you guys a happy Resurrection Day. We stopped calling it the E-word a long time ago. 
But I don't condemn anyone that uses that word. It's the only word they know. The key is we want to point them to the one that this day is all about. So we don't, it's no big deal. But thank God. Well, this, somebody better check on this guy right down here and make sure all is okay here. At the, he's okay? Okay, good. Thank you. That would be um, a challenge for the morning to preach on the resurrection and then demonstrate. So please, thank God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. I would tell you one crazy story, but I won't. I'd mess it all up. Besides, I'll tell you, no, next week, Robert's Laird will be here. Remind me, in two weeks, I'll tell you a crazy story that you wouldn't believe if I didn't tell you. God bless you guys. Come on up. Let's pray. If you need healing this morning, if you still yet need a touch from God, you need the Lord. Come. God bless you. We love you. Thank you for being with us this morning.